Welcome to To Put It Playfully, the podcast that explores all things kink, sex and lingerie. I'm your host Becky, enthusiast of all things playful and sensual. Each week we bring you a new guest to join a conversation and share their unique perspective. So join us as we delve into the fascinating and thrilling world of play, pleasure and everything in between. Hello and welcome to To Put It Playfully. Today we have a very special guest. This podcast would never exist if it wasn't for her. I'm so pleased to introduce our fearless founder, Emma Parker, making her debut on the Playful podcast to answer your questions about being a female business owner and all things playful. So, hey, Em, it's lovely to have you on the podcast finally. Um, I just thought before we jump into the questions that everyone's asked, can you tell us a little bit about you and your background and how Playful Promises came to be? So, the reason Playful Promises exists is because I'm a complete lingerie addict. Um, when I finished uni and like everyone else in the world or when you finish school, you suddenly realise you've got to work for the rest of your life and so you want to work and do something that you absolutely love every day. And so as a laundry addict, I was like, I want to be a laundry designer. Um, and that's how Playful Promises came to exist. Amazing. <laughs> so, yeah, we've got some questions from our followers and customers, which are really, like, lovely to receive. So one of the first ones is all kind of like to do with business and being an entrepreneur. Um, so the first person has asked, I'm looking to start my own business. What qualifications or experience do you think I need in order to begin this venture? Um, I think the most important, it's not really a experience or skill. I think the most important quality you need is resilience. Um, I would say that in, I've had as many failures as I've had successes. And for some reason, my brain just doesn't regard the failures as failures. It's um, for me, I see them as part of the journey and they're like problems to overcome. And sometimes you just try things and sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. And I think that's that's the best way to go about business. Yeah, that's a really that's generally good advice for just life, isn't it? Just don't like see your failures as failures. Yeah, just overcome them. Yeah, persistence is key, isn't it? Um, so how difficult was it? to build Playful Promises back when you began creating the business? Like, what kind of setbacks did you face? It was actually really difficult when I started Playful Promises because, believe it or not, social media didn't exist. So back then when you started a brand, if you didn't have money for print or advertising or television advertising, it was really difficult to reach consumers. Um, Something that's really amazing about uh, social media is that in some ways it's democratised fashion. And it allows people with ideas to reach people um, in a, a much lower, um, there's much less of a, a barrier to entry on marketing costs. So that was probably one of the, bit, the most difficult things about, about starting the business was how to reach people. So how did you end up reaching people without that social media? Um, I, I went out and I did shows. So there used to be a show called Erotica. Um, we went and did erotica. We, um, I did um, a little bit of party plan where I got friends to do parties and then friends of friends. So it was a lot of word of mouth. And then I did wholesale. Um, so we uh, originally we managed to get into Topshop and on ASOS. And so rather than able to be able to build the brand sort of directly to our own website, we, we built it through wholesale. Okay, yeah. So mm-hmm. what's your advice for tackling adversities in the lingerie industry? That's... What what sort of adversity do you mean? Challenges around inclusivity or business challenges? Yeah, I'd say let's start with inclusivity. I think that's a big subject. I think um, 
that we're one of the pioneers of diversity and inclusivity in lingerie. And um, even today, when we post um, less conventionally uh, commercial models, we will still get hundreds of comments that are being really negative. So I think that is one of the, the challenges and that we have to be prepared to stand up and defend all of our customers and explain why that representation is important. Yeah, I guess it all comes back to the tagline of you can sit with us. It's constantly just reaffirming that I've, that ethos that we have is so, so important. Yeah, it's exactly, it's exactly where that tagline came from. It's, it, it was what makes, it's what Playful Promises is about. It's about, I think so much of fashion, it, it trades on making women feel insecure. And if you buy this product, you will feel better. You will be more beautiful. Whereas I wanted to, I love fashion, I love dressing up, but I didn't want to be part of that negativity. So I wanted to create a brand that was celebrates, you know, dressing up and fashion and expressing yourself, whoever you are. It isn't to fix anything that's wrong with you. It's to help you enjoy being who you already are. Um, and that's where the whole you can sit with us hashtag came from for us. So this might kind of answer that question, this mm. question already, this next question. But mm. um, we received the question that says, what do you think is the key to playful success? Oh, almost certainly. The, the it's We try to make it for as many people as possible. Um, the, it's the inclusivity, uh, the range, of, which is obviously reflected then in the range of sizes we do. I, I would still, we still don't do all the products in as many sizes as I would like to, but that's really a financial constraint. Over time, often we'll test a product in a smaller size range, and then when it does well, it then gives us the finances to then expand it um, because it, it it costs more to develop products in a bigger, size, uh, bigger range of sizes because you have to have more fit models and do more product testing. So, for example, we just did a, a really cool um, Western outfit called Billy, and that sold out, um, was nearly sold out in the smaller sizes. And we're now going to rerun it and we're going to extend the size range. That's quite often how we work. Um, but yeah, that, 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 the range of sizes we do is really important to us as a brand. Yeah, I think that, I don't think people really realise that when Pay for Promises started, that mm. that was really such like a under, like it still is under catered for a market, but mm. it really was at the time, we were like the only people who were making all these sizes. So definitely has helped and that's something that keeps expanding on over the years. So next question is, if you could summarise your journey in the industry in one phrase, what would that phrase be? <laughs> it's been emotional. <laughs> it's still really Jones' line. Um, it, it's a roller coaster because you get, there's all the, the pleasure you get from seeing your designs out, as I say, out in the wild on um, customers and looking amazing and making them feel good. And that's obviously quite an emotionally uplifting experience. And then also actually running the business from like the entrepreneurial side, you're obviously responsible for the livelihood of all the people that work for you. Um, so that's obviously quite an emotional, um, emotionally demanding as well. So I say, you know, overall it's, it's been emotional. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you have any funny anecdotes from your work life? Oh, loads of funny anecdotes. Um, <laughs> one funny one, is I'm actually, I've got mild dyslexia and um, I sent some design sheets to our factory and I accidentally requested that they use the fabric called Satan, um, <laughs> which caused oh. quite a lot of confusion. I mean, <laughs> who doesn't want satanical knickers? But the factory were like, we really don't understand what this is. 
<laughs> and then eventually over a couple of emails were like, oh my God, it's Emma's dyslexia. She wants satin. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> no satanic yeah. underwear yet. No, no. <laughs> what has been the most rewarding part of your career so far? Any achievements that you're particularly proud of? I think the first time we won an award was was really a special moment. I didn't realise we were going to win it. And it's going to sound really naive, but um, I got a call the day before asking if you were to win this award, who would collect it? And I was like, well, it wouldn't be myself anyway. I didn't really think about it. Off I went to the awards lunch and it was a fashion exports award. And um, you know, I bought a nice dress from Joseph and I you know, thought I looked all nice. And, and it turned out we won. So then I had to go and get the award and... I'm one of those people, it doesn't matter how much effort I make, I often look like I've just fallen out of a hedge. <laughs> and <laughs> it's on the stage, and I was beaming. And um, Princess Anne was giving out the award because she's a, a patron of that, of that uh, organisation. And there was a photo that was taken. It was in all the trade press. And she was like looking at me in my completely dishevelled outfit because my skirt had rolled up to my oh, waist. No. <laughs> and I'm just beaming super happy. <laughs> So it was a very funny moment, another funny moment in my career, but also um, something I was really proud of, and it was really nice uh, to win to win our first award. I feel like the dishevelled is like, and your skirt being written up is very like true to the playful promises brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, it's like it's here, and I've got good knickers. Yeah, exactly. and I'm going to show you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm proud. <laughs> so, what, what, or who inspires you? Whether that's like in business or design, it's interesting question uh, i'm not the sort of person that has heroes i tend to be uh, i'm very much an in the moment sort of person and i'm very inspired by what's around me and so i'm very inspired by my team to be honest with you i've got those really creative people in my team um and i love looking at their personal instagrams and there's always i've got these artists and photographers and i, I get quite inspired by my media environment and my and my team i'd say um, but maybe a different question is if, if there was anything I wish I could have invented, I wish I could have invented Google because it's just, it's changed access to information in such an amazing way. And, you know, it's part of what's also democratized fashion because businesses, people can find, you know, businesses like mine on the internet in a way that they weren't able to before, um, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. So who, who owns Google? <laughs> Jeffries? Bezos. No, that's Amazon. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> but for saying that, you know, I, I think his name's Sergey something. Oh. He's one of the founders. Yeah, but I can't believe I don't some... know that. And it's such a I use it every day. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I wish I invented this thing. I can't remember the name yeah. of the, found, the founder of. But I think a couple of guys are really good at maths, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something I cannot relate no, to. <laughs> no, no. I'm always really impressed with people who are good at maths. Yeah. yeah. It was impressive. Mm. So some of our followers have sent in kind of agony answer questions yeah. for you to help them answer their, you know, little issues or questions they may have. So the first one is, me and my girlfriend want to start using toys to spice up our sex life. Which toys are the best for couples play? I think probably the best way to approach this would be to first of all um, talk about what your fantasies are. Um, doing that alone is quite a turn on. And then once you've you've worked out what sort what your fantasy fantasies are, you can then work out what sort of toys you want to buy. Like say for example, if you were interested in you know if your your fantasies had BDSM meaning, perhaps you could uh, buy a riding crop or some you know soft rope. 
or if you're interested in like more intense orgasms maybe you could um start with a small toy my advice would be if you haven't if you haven't purchased sex toys before um i would start with like at the sort of entry level and sort of ease yourself in gently and see see if it see 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 what you do like yeah i think that's really good advice actually because mm. it's such a minefield when it comes to toys isn't it and you just don't know what your partner's going to enjoy if it's going to be intimidating to them like you know if you come up with like a massive like dildo or something it might be a bit like what the hell are you doing like so, yeah that's good like start with the fantasies first and then talking is so important isn't it oh i think communication is is it's communication is sexy more communication yeah, it's key um so the next question we have is i want to try a quarter cup bra but i'm a larger bra size which styles do you think would work best for me Interestingly, all of our quarter cup bras are made on the same pattern block. So once you know that one fits you, they will they will all fit you um, because we, we use the same pattern for all of them. Um, and they do fit. I've got a larger bust and the quarter cups fit really good. But what I would say is if you haven't had a quarter cup before, maybe start with Etta, which is a new one we've just bought in and she's dress size rather than bra size which makes a bit of an, e an easier purchase she's also an entry level price point and she comes in black and i think for a, the first time you buy a product if you buy it in black it's really easy to style it with lots of different outfits so it's like really you know you get a lot you can get more wear out of it so i think i would say the uh, try black the black etta yeah i think a lot of people with larger boobs think that water cups won't work for them so what how this is my own question like how do we make that so it works <laughs> so um so how we construct the bra is that even though it's a quarter cup we still use um, on the bigger sizes we still use a, a wider shoulder strap for the support on the underband of the bra we still put a wider elastic so that it's still the the cradle and the wings of the bra are still providing support um in in the wire inside the quarter cup will be a either we use three gauges <laughs> getting all technical now we use three different uh, wire gauges so in like the fuller bust we'll have a medium wire gauge and then in curve we'd have a, a, a an, even, an even stronger uh, gauge of wire um, and then they have a the quarter cup has actually got a bit of foam padding in so where you've got the the wire and then you've got like a little you know even it's quarter cup a bit of foam pad to give support um, so they fit, they, they fit, I mean, obviously you're not going for a jog in this, but <laughs> for the activity for which they are designed, they, they, they fit really good. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that. <laughs> no, because I find it so interesting and obviously like, yeah, there's no sort of limits, like too many limits on what yeah. you can wear. And I think that's what Playful is all about. Next question is kind of ties in with our mm. other agony art question about toys. Mm. My boyfriend feels insecure about using toys in the bedroom, but I really enjoy it. What can I say to him to open him up to the idea? So to introduce um, toys into the bedroom in a non-intimidating non way, you could initially introduce them as foreplay so that um you could you know you could explain that you're gonna get nice and wet before sex like the replacement to lube 
could be one way to introduce it in a way that you know you're building up to sexual activity with him another way to introduce it is that you could explain that um it's actually quite tricky for women to have a vaginal orgasm and clitoral orgasms a lot easier so um how nice it would be if you're having a, a clitoral orgasm while you know it's inside you you know all the pulsation pulsating feelings he would he would feel from that you know how nice that could be it might be quite exciting for him um and then Another tip I might give is maybe shop together so that you're not, um, you know, bringing out a 10 foot long dildo and going, hi, <laughs> you know, so he's part of the process and it's something that is, uh, you're, do, you're doing together. And then I think my last tip wouldn't this would be is that obviously men and their penises quite a quite an important relationship with each other, <laughs> shall we say. Um, you, you don't have to get a phallic shaped um sex toy there are loads of sex toys which look really cool and cute um we stock um some by a, a brand called smile makers um which are different shaped also we've we've got our own ones launching the pocket rocket is like a small quite introductory toy that you know is quite would feel quite soft and romantic in the situation um so yeah that would be that would be all my tips they're good, good advice, I think. Yeah, make start the foreplay at the sex shop. <laughs> this person was asked. I've always been a fan of themed lingerie, and I want to surprise my partner with a fun costume. Can you recommend some playful roleplay worthy options? Oh, that's, that's that's interesting. We've had loads of costumes come out recently. Um, well, about Sunday Monday, um, I do love a nun costume. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure why I didn't grow up in the Catholic Church. I don't know why I find none so pervy. But um, but if you want to go for something less, uh, a little bit more conventional, you could have a French maid outfit. Um, we've got two versions of that. We've got like a, a vintage inspired one that's inspired by Betty that comes with a little um, crop. It's got a little heart on it. I think also if, if you want to do a twist on the French maid thing, everyone kind of assumes that the French maid outfit is kind of a more submissive outfit. But actually you could be a French maid that takes advantage of your best. If you really wanted to, if you wanted to put a bit of a spin on it. Yeah, I love that. Well, you could be a sexy cowboy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody cow- in Playful is so obsessed with cowgirls. I, like yeah. that. I don't know why, but even I'm wearing cowgirl boots today. <laughs> you can't see but they are. They're there. Believe it. Mm-hmm. My partner loves red lingerie, but I'm not sure if it suits my complexion. Can you recommend the colour that's just as hot, but more flattering for me? Oh, that's an interesting conversation. Red... See, actually, uh, with a lot of colours, it's not that a colour doesn't suit you, it's the tone. So, you know, if you've got a more pinky skin tone, maybe something like actually a Bordeaux or a wine red would look good. Or if you've got um, darker skin tones, then like a kind of more coral red can look really nice. Or if you don't, if you want a completely different colour to red, green's an interesting colour. Um, it's actually our second best-selling colour after black. And I think green, um, the reason I think green is so popular, it looks great on every skin tone. And it also conveys kind of a little bit of novelty and something different because people don't expect sexy green underwear. So I think it has that sort of dual purpose. Uh, uh, but if all else fails, black is always sexy. <laughs> True. <laughs> you can't fail. Yeah. The next question is, I need advice on surprising my partner with some sizzling lingerie, but I'm a bit shy. How can I build my confidence and pick something they'll adore? My advice here would be that your partner already thinks you're the bee's knees so 
rather than think about what your partner likes, I would look at the lingerie and the dress up options and choose something that you like wearing because your partner already loves you and likes who you are. The fit, when you wear something that you like, you're just going to be more yourself and that and they will they will be excited by that so I, I would actually be guided by your own choices mm -hmm. to really shine yeah that makes a lot of sense mm. um what's in vogue this season and how can I incorporate these trends into my lingerie wardrobe I'm really glad that lingerie as outerwear has come back into trend again I mean it should never be out of trend <laughs> but it's back in trend and um I think I really like these sort of corsets worn over over the top of shirts. I think that's a really cool look. Um, or worn over bodies. I think that's a really cool look. I also think that um, like satin chemises worn as outerwear or pyjamas kind of worn as styled as outerwear, like satin ones, is is really cool as well. Love a kimono over like a black tight dress. Um, I, I would say that, you know, lingerie or bustiers with, with jeans, basically get get that lingerie out of the bedroom. Yeah, <laughs> our lingerie is too good to hide. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been tasked with organising a bachelorette party for my best friend and I want to include a fun lingerie element. Any suggestions for games or activities centred around lingerie? That's an interesting one. Um, a few years ago I did a press event and we bought lingerie for the press guests to customise with like hotfix stones and like little sew-on trinkets and things. So you could um, maybe get uh, like, you know, knickers and customised messages to the bride on them with hot fixed stones and then it will give them to her as a gift. That could be quite nice. The other thing that's quite popular at bachelorette parties is getting tuition on doing like a striptease or burlesque dancing. Um, so putting together like outfits for that could be quite fun. Um, so yeah, that would be, they would be my suggestions. That's really nice. Yeah, I like, I like the sort of DIY element of the first <laughs> suggestion because it's quite a kind of wholesome as well. Like yeah. doing some rhinestoning with your friends, <laughs> but yeah. like on sexy underwear. We could write a really nice message. We, I went to a hen party recently and we all wrote a secret message to the bride that went in into, a, into like a card that she only got on the wedding day. And uh, I thought it was really nice. It's sort of the same thing. You could all rhinestone like a little message to the bride. Yeah. And have it like, you should, you know. I have your sort of wishes, if you know what I mean, or your best wishes. Yeah, it could be really like sweet. Sentimental, yeah. Yeah. That's so cute. Last agony aunt question. I feel, I don't like calling you agony aunt. It doesn't feel very well suited to you. <laughs> we need to think of something better, like a playful mm -hmm. something. I usually wear comfy underwear, but I want to try something spicier. Which sets are the most comfy yet sexy? Oh, that's a really good question. I would say the Ramona. Um, with the Ramona, I actually, in fact, I am wearing it today. I won't flash it, but I have it on. Um, it's a comfortable enough bra to wear all day long, and it's really quite sexy. Um, so it's really, you can be really sexy with minimal effort. Just put the bra on, make sure and whip your clothes off, and you are ready to go, and it's comfortable. If you do have time to to um, to dress up your outfit a little bit more, you can always add the Ramona suspender belt or add a corset. Um, but that's just if you have the time to, 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 to dress up. And if not, the Ramona is a really comfortable and really easy set to wear to be sexy in. Yeah, I can really vouch for the Ramona because it's so, it's such a special bra because of all the sort of straps and like the needle mm. loose and lace, but it's genuinely so comfortable that you can wear it every day. 
And I'm not just saying that because of the podcast. Like I do genuinely would recommend that bra to anybody. It's, it's, it's my favourite bra. Yeah, it's mm. an amazing piece. Yeah, it's really well, well designed. Um, so that's all of our Agony Art questions. So thank you for everyone who sent in your questions. And remember, you can email um, some to us if you ever feel like you have a burning question that you want answered. Um, yeah, thank you so much, Emma, for your time. Is there any like, sign-off you want to say before? Oh, <laughs> yes, thank you so much to everyone who is um, part of the Playful community. I love being part of that community with you and thank you for sending in all your questions. Um, if you ever want to ask me anything, you can always email me at emma at playfulpromises.com. I'm always here to help with any of your questions. Yeah, first point of contact. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank you thank you for listening to to put it playfully if you want to follow us on social media find us at playful promises and don't forget to hit the subscribe button to learn about our new podcast episodes see you then